You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. Welcome to the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana, where we record a podcast. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. We're the 24 side. Hey. hey. Ruben. Fish is back in the barrel. Got a, got a new guy sitting at the speakeasy bar. Oh, dang. Man. It's been a long time, Rube. It has. It has been a long been time. Missing you. Yeah. We, we got fresh batteries in the cat ball down there for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By golly, you, oh, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're man. waiting for you. Benjamin, Benjamin has been asking where you've been at. Has he? Well, I've been around emotionally. Uh, <laughs> Emotionally around, not physically. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we we put out on Facebook at, uh, about you being um, uh, in a, in the hospital for a little while. So, why don't you expand about that a little bit so everybody knows the whole story? Well, um, that, in fact, that uh, two guys from Two Shots on the Barrel—they're yeah. real interested on how well, this I, I all actually, came from a rug burn. I actually sent them. I, I actually <laughs> sent them an email, but. Uh, yeah, back in July, I was working on a house. I was flipping and remodeling, and I had got in a I had got a small cut on my elbow, uh, almost looked like a strawberry rub burn, and um, it was fine for about a week or so. And then all of a sudden, I got this. It got infected, and I got a bloodline, which is blood poisoning, which most people know what that is. Um, and I went into uh, on a Sunday. I woke up the red line and went to the hospital uh, to the ER just to, and he put me on some antibiotics. And while I was on the antibiotics, um, I was uh, it was had me on Bactrim, and um, there was another secondary antibiotics too, but uh, K-Flex. Uh, the Bactrim I was doing 2,000 milligrams a day, uh, twice a day. And um, that went on for the first five or six days, and then Friday evening after that, I was at my son's house. I was uh, had a mini-X out there, and I was uh, digging a trench in for his new home where he's building in. And, and I got home and I, I felt bad. I, I felt fine to there and I, and I nearly passed out. And then I felt bad all night and I kept breaking fever. And then the man, something's not right. I just don't feel good. And I went to work the next day and I felt bad all day. And as soon as I got home, I nearly passed out. I was really hot, sweaty, fever was really high. And uh, I actually got in the shower, sat down in the shower just so the water could run my own stuff. And then when I went to get out, I fell. I passed out and fell in the shower. Um, scared the hell out of Margie. Um, I was fortunate enough I didn't get hurt. I, when I did fall, the uh, one of the water valves actually handles fell off and hit me in the head, cut my head a little bit. But other than that, was okay. But at that point, the next morning, uh, Sunday morning, I went up and went to the hospital, and they said, uh, "I said I think I'm going septic, and I, I something's going on here. I'm not, not right. I'm, I'm a former EMT, so I know what that is." And he said, "No, you're no you're." Let me check, and they did an x-ray, and I found out I had double pneumonia. I'm like, I've never had double pneumonia in my life. And that time, they took another COVID test. So that's at this point, I've had two COVID tests. Like, it's not COVID. Um, so he puts me on another antibiotic. So now I'm on three antibiotics. 
Uh, doctor sends me home from the ER, and then I get home Sunday night, Monday, and I was just I, I was down. And then Monday morning or Tuesday morning, it was so bad I just said, okay, I'm going to the hospital. And I went to the ER, and uh, that's when they checked me in, and uh, they didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, it, I got to the ER around 7 in the morning. I laid in triage to, for about eight hours. And uh, <clears throat> they're pulling blood every 20 minutes. They don't know what's going on. My buddy Jeff shows up. My family's there and scared to hell. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on with me. And, uh, and then uh, the head chief of staff came in. And he had, a, he had a cardiologist, a respiratory therapist, a kidney specialist. And at that time, I wasn't aware, but that time is when I learned that my kidneys were shut down. My heart was in AFib, and uh, they didn't know what was going on. And he had he came in with the specialist and told me, he said, you should have never left here Sunday. We don't know what's wrong with you, but we're going to find out. I said in a little bit, a guy, a, a disease specialist is going to be here in a little bit. And then at that point, they took another COVID test. Uh, <laughs> just, just to make sure. Yeah, just to make sure, right? So it's three COVID tests, intravenous tests that were negative, all negative. Um, so the um, the doctor, the specialist came in, and uh, he that was about one o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. He comes in about two in the morning on Thursday morning. And says you're still awake. I said I haven't le- I haven't slept in a week. And uh, he said we found out what's wrong. You're allergic to Bactrim. And uh, at that point. Figured out it was sulfurous bacterium is what I'm allergic to. And then he said, what's well, going to happen now? We have a protocol. We're going to follow through. We're going to start you on multiple different IVs or whatever I put in. I'm also going to be taking stuff out. And he said, about every four hours, you're going to see if you can start feeling the turn. And and that I was at my low point at that point. It was very it was very iffy. I didn't I didn't know. Nobody knew. Uh, it was very scary. Um, any longer, probably could have, it probably could have killed me. And he had told us at that time that, listen, uh, now that Bactrim is in my body and understands what it is, my body knows what it is, he said, if you ever get an in, you probably within an hour it'll kill you because it can identify it now. So your body knows exactly what it is now. So, um, And then once they started the treatment, at one point I had 17 IVs in me. And that, Jesus. Once they started the treatment, it turned around very quickly. And like every four hours, I could feel it changing. For the better. For the better. And – uh the cardiologist was in, the one cardiologist, he said, listen, if your body works the way it's supposed to be, and as the bacteria drops in your body, your heart will automatically switch from AFib back to VFib the way it's supposed to, if it works that way. If not, I'm going to have to go in and shock you back. And uh, we know because we have a buddy that's going through the same thing. Yeah. And um, so I spent the next three days flushing my system, going down, and then my kidneys turned back on on Friday late Friday evening and then Saturday morning, probably about 9 or 10 o'clock, I felt the, the, the pulse in my chest and I looked up and the monitor turned back to AFib and my heart went back to normal. And probably within four or five hours, it they released me and I was able to go home. It's nice. how quick it was, but um, it, it was, I was allergic to sulfur versus bactrim, and so now any sulfurous antibiotics, which I educated now, there's a lot of back, a lot of, a lot of antibiotics have sulfurous in it. And so, now I can't take any. Now I have a medical alert band I have to wear 24-7 just in case because my body can identify it now. Right. Um, I was just going to ask you, when's the tattoo appointment? Well, tattooed well, across your well, forehead or something. That's what the doctor had said. and said, you know, you some people get the tattoos on oh, their I, wrist. 
Um, and they do because Acacia watches off or whatever. And that's that's still in the making. We probably will get it done. Or somebody doesn't pay attention to the watch. Exactly. Or, right, if somebody takes it off during something, you don't know. Or, yeah. Um, and then so he, he suggested, yeah, you should get that done because it's that serious. But um, it was a life life-changing moment for me. Well, if I understand correctly, it was almost a life-ending moment it if was. you'd waited a couple more hours. Uh, yeah, I would say within a few hours, it probably would have taken me. It was yeah. that serious. Yeah, so I I stopped at the hospital the day he was in. He was still in emergency. They still hadn't had any word on what was going on. No. And I was there when his, his son came, had been allowed back to see him. It had been several hours since they had heard anything and mm-hmm. they were allowed to go back and see him and his son came out and and was visibly upset yeah. and said he's an AFib and they're saying his kidneys are shutting down and this and that and it's like wow this is freaking serious stuff so it it's the first time in my life where I ever felt like I wasn't in control of anything with me. Yeah. I've, I'm a, most people know me. I'm medically terminology. I'm very controlled about all that. And I felt like I was helpless. Yeah. I mean, for everybody, I was everybody around me for myself and I couldn't do anything, but I can tell you when, when that doctor came in and explained to us and, um, I'm, his name was man, man, something. I can't remember. Um, he was very good. And he was like, after after talking to him, I felt much better because he had identified a exact plan to do this. He had seen it. He had been through it. He understand what it was, and he knew how to react to it. And that made me feel a little better about that. But at that point, I was at day seven with zero sleep. I had no sleep in seven days. Um, I hadn't eaten in six days. And uh, I was dropping weight really fast, and I wasn't expelling any waste, and it was just not good. Um but uh, they pulled me out of it, and they did a very good job pulling me out of it. I only had one issue with one cardiologist, and he's no longer an employee um, for me. So, <laughs> for you, for, for me. you, for me. <laughs> so I can tell you. So I can tell you. You know, being there, and I got to. I was allowed to come back and see you. Uh-huh. You didn't see me because you had a towel over your eyes, but you were talking, and you were just blown away that all this from a rug burn basically it, it right? was and, it, and yeah. you were like i just can't believe it and you were just so tired you were just telling me i'm just so tired but oh. you couldn't sleep no for so, whatever yeah. whatever that was doing to your body right and all that so. i would i would have never thought in my life that something as simple as a rug burn can get you so explain to us exactly <laughs> how you got the rug I knew burn. this was coming. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> in, in, we, we got an inquiring mind. Yeah, we want to know. Wait, you, did Margie get one too? Okay. I, I want to clear that up. It was an injury that resembled a rug burn. It oh, wasn't a rug burn. It wasn't oh. an actual. Okay. Yeah, the two shot guys were like, we want to hear about the rug burn. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were, we happened at the, it was like the weekend after that. I think we saw them down in Kentucky. Yeah. We, yeah. And they were like, how did it all happen from a rug yeah, burn? Gonna, I said, we want to talk about this. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I sent them an email. I don't know if they got it because I haven't got a reply back, but I did listen to the podcast. And, and listen, I, I want to shout out to Two Shots on the Barrel. And thank you guys and supporting me and, and for the concerns and the prayers. But, and, you know, I'm here today because of it. And But it was a moment in my life where I'd never been before. I'd never – I have literally held people's hands on the last breath, and I've never had that experience for myself. And, you know, it's difficult, but uh, I'm here today. I'm doing well. I've, in fact, 
I, I don't think I've felt better in the last four or five years. I feel good. Well, they flushed um, yeah, you out. Well, they, you yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some truth to that. I mean, yeah, there is. It's like a reset completely. It, it was, and I can tell you, you know, before going in, I had a sciatic nerve issue. I had a pain in my leg. Leg is gone. Everything. Yeah. So what? And I said, whatever they gave me in the hospital for antibiotic, they need to be injecting that in everybody. <laughs> if you're over fifty, you should get that daily. Because man, just check in for I a fe- week. I felt like the ten man was dipped in WD forty. Man, I mean, so I'm, what I can tell you, and I've told these guys this too. I'm convinced. Convinced, haven't seen you in that condition and in, at at your at your worst in the emergency room. Yeah, and them not knowing what was going on, I'm convinced that if you had gotten there a few hours later, you would not be here right now. It was it was that freaking. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately, fortunately, you're right, Jeff. If, if I'd have gone a little bit longer, my stubbornness <laughs> is probably what made it take it that longer. Yeah, you know, I'm a. I, listen, I I have a pretty depth knowledge of medical facilities and, and myself too, and and I'm just like pushing it, pushing it, going, I'll get over this, I'll get over this. Like, well, you're a guy. There ain't no getting so. over this. I mean, and I've I mean I've been to the drink, but it was impressive because in your turnaround, yeah, because it was it was quick when the switch clicked. It, it was pretty quick because I mean, if I remember right, you went from the ICU to out the same day i mean they took you out of the icu and before the end of the day you were you were discharged actually it was two days i was well, actually it was, it was well it was triage yeah, the first day yeah. second day iu i excuse me well, ICU. you were in there for a few days and then yeah i came and saw so you a couple days later yeah yeah you were it yeah. wasn't next day out you were <laughs> yeah, yeah it was but but it, it was quick it was quick how it turned i'm just around. saying when the, when once it started to turn yes it it really it turned quick it did you know i'm 17 IVs will do that to you, I guess. I guess. Friday morning, you know, Friday afternoon, my uh, my boss, Charlie, was, I, you know, he come in to see me and uh, sitting in the bed and he, and he looks and he says, well, you don't look bad. <laughs> I said, yeah, let's back up 48 hours taking out a look. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. but it was, that's how much a difference it made. It did. Because he had, he had understand him and talking to Margie about where this was at. And this guy's thinking, oh, my God, I might have to. There's no doubt that when I when yeah. I left, when you were in the emergency room and then when I left, I it was it yeah. was a toss-up. It was. Buddy. It I really mean, was. I was. I was on my knees praying. Well, I appreciate it. And it, it's, it's what pulled me through. I mean, that's, and it, you know, and I, you get out and you don't, you realize that. And you're, I'm a blessed man. I've always been a blessed man. But I'm even more blessed now because I get to walk the earth a little longer. But, yeah. You know, it's uh, got to thank all our listeners too, because there was a lot of yeah, people praying for yes, you. That's so. right, and I appreciate that. I thank everybody out there for for you know making your comments and telling me hey and and wishing me my best and praying for me because it does make a difference. And you know, there's enough stuff that goes on in everybody's lives now. You you set yourself on pause, and then you you appreciate every little day. You don't take it for granted. I don't. I never have, and I still never will take it for granted. And you know, anybody who knows me knows I'm I'm somewhat of an idiot but <laughs> you know I'm, a, I'm an easy going guy that's one way to put it that's one way to put it right <laughs> you may yeah. hear that sound clip again <laughs> but so, I, I am who i am you know it's just the way it is but yeah. i'm a fun loving guy i enjoy doing things but I like i we're, love we're glad you're back well yes. thank you i appreciate that Quite very honestly, much it's, uh, and it's nice to be back it's i you know i miss being able to spend time with my friends and there's other things that's going on that require me to be away for a while but uh, you know, I've, I stay tuned and listened and, and and followed along, and I appreciate the support very much. And you yeah. know, I want to yeah. yell out to to Mike Gardner. Mike Gardner's been a great fill-in. Yeah, and they would have been here tonight, but they're they're following. 
but I don't know why, but they follow IU sports <laughs> and it's football i think football. this weekend it's football, football. this week yeah Basketball i think they, they play he's Wis- a rose home Wisco- guy right they play wisconsin i okay. believe this yeah. weekend so that's where they're at <laughs> i even double checked to make sure they're not here friday right. so they weren't so and then uh of course scotty bourbon him and yep. bev have been uh, yeah uh, and they were going to make it tonight, but unfortunately, Bev had a uh, migraine. So. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, we'll get catch them the next time. We've, you've missed some fun times, man. We did some great vacations. You have. I've, I've listened to a lot of them, and, you know, just things that's just keeping me from being able to do some traveling right, and stuff. Right. But, you know, I, I'm glad you guys are moving forward, and that's the whole thing is just to move So the only thing the is we – there has been one thing we've been missing when you're not here. Uh, we've got a t- new T-shirts for one thing, and there's yours. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you gotta open it. You up. need to open it up. Yeah, you gotta oh, put God. it on, and you'll see what we've been missing. Yeah, put it on. We wore ours last time. <laughs> I'm in the barrel. In the barrel. We're missing a guy in the barrel. Guy in the barrel. Oh, yeah, but, Yoko, yeah, um, yeah. What's the name? Said he had to spend most of the time in the barrel when I went here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 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 been a thank you guys i appreciate that uh, we're just glad you're back man just yeah. glad you're back well thank you very much so the podcast just grew, has grown in numbers as as far as folks it's a kind of a big yeah uh what's the word i want to use yeah it's a big family now so well, I, well that's good. good and that's we don't have any we only have uh so many microphones so we're, we're stuck at six right now so. but you know that's where we wanted to go, right? Yeah, we wanted to go. We wanted to grow. We wanted to be people involved and to have more than just one, two, three, or four people. You know, it was the idea is to make it fun for everybody. So Ruben's brought us something. Uh, he's brought us two different rums. Which rum would you like to try first, Ruben? Well, I have to be honest with you. The Kraken is the one that sort of got me a little. Okay, got you so, intrigued. Yeah. So we're going to taste I'm the intrigued. Kraken. We'll take a quick commercial break here. We'll taste the Kraken. We'll come back and talk about it. And then uh, I'll ask you what you think about the Kraken, and I'll tell you what the facts on the Kraken are. Sounds good. Which may be two different things. That's why I sent it to you. Yeah. Because I figured you would do some Dave on it. Yeah. I did not dig on it. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. We're going to take a short commercial break while we taste the Kraken. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. It's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. They've got whatever you need for your fall warm-up drinks. That's right. Whether you're looking for a ready-to-drink cocktail, a mixer for your cocktails, a fine bourbon, a vodka, a rum, a gin, whatever you need, they have. Some of the things they've got there now, of course, you heard our podcast several weeks ago with Wally Dant. 
Uh, so all the Monks Road products are there, which is awesome, as well as their new Tennessee whiskey, Rattle and Snap. Go get you some. The official premium cocktail of the Cincinnati Bengals, Canvas. They've got it. It's a ready-to-drink cocktail, uh, raspberry lemonade, cucumber jalapeno, bourbon lemon spice, and bourbon mule. It comes in a variety pack, all four of those flavors. Grab you some, sit down on a Sunday, and watch the Bengals. And back in from Crown Royal, they have their salted caramel Crown Royal whiskey. You know, you need a little crown every now and then. It's time to start prepping for the holidays as well. They got McAfee's Benchmark Old Number 8 brand eggnog. That's right, get your eggnog on. And if you're into Smirnoff, they have the Red, White, and Merry Smirnoff Ice Holiday Punch. That's a good way to spike the punch bowl. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Batesville Liquor Co.'s located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor is on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Cheers. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags, or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because... You know what? The winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses along with fishing licenses. That's right. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. So we're back here with Cross the Line 1524, and we released the Kraken. The Kraken. So this is Kraken Rum. It's 94 proof. Gentlemen, thoughts? pretty good it's rich it's got a really rich flavor yeah so for our listeners so that do you do you guys know the difference between rum and and whiskey i don't <coughs> well you're gonna tell us <laughs> rum is, i think mr montag may know the answer <coughs> rum is made from sorghum from sugar cane right most of them right. are, but yep. the, the the common denominator is all rums are sugar based, sugar. where whiskeys are grain based. You can based. taste them in it too. Yeah, um, rums are, are sugar based, whether it's sorghum, whether it's brown sugars, um, but they're sugar based versus a grain based, which whiskeys are. Um, so the Kraken, you any idea where this comes from? Well. I said a minute ago the word term kraken normally comes from Greek mythology, but um, I don't think it came from the Greeks, man. The term, not <laughs> not the priest. <laughs> so, according to Norse sagas, the kraken dwells off the coast of Norway and Greenland and terrorizes nearby sailors. Do you know what the where everybody thinks the whole kraken myth came from? No, giant squid. Giant squid. squid. Yeah, I was thinking crab. Yep, squid. squid. Squid, giant squid. Because, okay. yeah. I mean, have you seen some pictures of those giant squid that yeah. oh, yeah. shore? The yeah. real ones. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Like 2,000 leagues under the sea. Uh, yeah. 20,000, yeah. yeah. Same, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bigger depends, version. Depends <laughs> how much cracking you have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so most rums, you're going to think, are made where? Isn't that uh, Cuba? No. The uh, islands are Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Islands, islands. Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. So... You got to read between the lines. I did a lot of research. So finally, I, I went to the actual company's website that owns it. So Proxima, 
Proximo owns Kraken. So if you don't know Proximo, they're big into tequilas. They own Jose Cuervo, uh, 1800. Uh, they've got some whiskeys as well. I've heard of them. Um, and then they've got some rums. So the Kraken is a dark spiced rum based on rums distilled from molasses at the Augusturo Distillery in Trinidad. Now, there was a word I said in that sentence. Most people were going to think it came from the Augustura Distillery in Trinidad, but there was a word I said that I had to read twice and then do some searching. It's based on rums distilled. Uh. Now, this is what's going to catch everybody. And I'm sure somebody's going to say, that's not true. That's not true. Just, I'm just going to throw it <laughs> there out. There you go. Thanks, Joe. You're going to be shocked here. Uh it's, it's blended with spices, including cinnamon and ginger and cloves, and then sweetened more. It's owned by U.S.-based company Proximo Spirits. Mark. The rums are sourced from MGP. <laughs> right out of this, and this is straight from Proximo's website. This isn't a third party. This is straight from Proximo's Which website. M M MPG is where? Um, well, they're headquartered in Atchison, Kansas. Their most historic facility that we all know is in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So Lawrenceburg, they do the whiskeys there. So I'm guessing uh, the Kansas one takes care of this rum. Uh, so yeah, it's it's actually um, it's it's it's, actually, it's, it's based yeah. based on rums that were made elsewhere, but it's actually made right here. Th yeah, and it's an MGP product. I think that. That's a great mixing rum if you're going to make some like exotic drinks or something. It's got great flavor to it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very, very it's sweet. It is. Very uh, sweet nosing, sweet yeah. taste. It is good. Very, a lot of vanilla. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. I think good mixing rum. It's yeah. not something I want to would want to drink. You get a little power punch with a little with the kicking out. I think it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just let you go. Margie, Margie is uh, hitting the cracking. <laughs> so Ruben, you might have a. Uh, she's interesting something. ride home. She said so. something about wanting to release the Kraken. Yeah, she's releasing earlier. the Kraken. So I don't know. So uh, we're gonna try. Well, I gotta finish this one. You gotta finish that one. But Ruben brought another rum. I'm working on opening. Uh, it wasn't a higher the quality, more difficult to open. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the name of that rum, Jeff? This is Madusalam. Matasalam and Company. Ron Matasalam Rum. There we go. Now, it says it is uh, a, it says <coughs> something about me. Cuba. Yeah, it says Cuban rum on Cuba. that. Cuba. Cuba. And, Cuba. Could be just it marketing. Is, uh, but, 80 proof. Yeah. So, here we go. It was founded by brothers Benjamin and Ed, Eduardo Camp, who left Spain and settled in Santiago de Cuba in 1872 for the purposes of establishing a rum distillery. The Camp brothers bought, brought with them their knowledge and expertise in the Solaro system and blending and distillation used in making Spanish cognac and sherry. sherry. During the 1950s, the brand was one of the top premium rums in Cuba, competing with Bacardi and Havana Club, having a 50% market share. Following the Cuban Revolution in 1952, the family-owned brand went into exile was established in the United States. At MGP. No. no. <laughs> the Cuban government continued to make the rum in the former distillery in Santiago de Cuba. So, with that, we'll take a break. We'll taste this and come right back. There you go. 
Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast available on your favorite podcast provider. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio? Every single hour, the same tune? What's well, time for something different? Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you and your so hometown. So we're back at it here. So we poured this and... This is good. I'm doing the nosing right now, and it is super smooth. It is. And the taste is the same. Now, we're not it's big so, rum drinkers. It's not so as bold. It's not as, no. It's not as rich. It's just there. It's there, the but it doesn't. But this is really good rum. So I would, you know, both of these are dark rums. One is like, like like maple syrup dark rum yeah the other one's kind of a caramel yeah. like a caro syrup yeah so yeah. this is a, <laughs> this is more bourbon color it, 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 it's it a is. 10 year blend on there and it's 80 proof so that's part of it is the proof is down but it's still a very smooth smooth rum well to me it's a bourbon nose too. it's not it's not nearly as sweet yeah um as the, the kraken the rum. kraken's almost for me at least too sweet i'm just not it, used it, to it'd that. be okay for a mixer, a mixer. Yeah. mixer. Right. this this i could drink i could drink straight just yeah yeah no problem last of this, cigar. this is really good we'll find cigar and sit down. so go a little further here so uh following the revolution they moved to america Three branches of the family began feuding though in 1981 resulting in a court case that ended in the mid-90s these ended in 1995 when Dr. Claudio Alvarez Salazar, the great-grandson of the founder, gained control of the trademark in an out-of-court settlement. Then in 2002, the company was relaunched, brand, and the branding focused on its Cuban roots, targeting the high-end market in the United States. The rum, any guesses where it's produced? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> well, unless MGP's in the Dominican Republic, it's not MGP. Rome's produced in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. But uh, what's funny, it was not formally made available to anybody in that country until 2015. So they started in 2002, and, and until well, 2015, there, people couldn't they could the not get it. Well, I'll tell you what. This is good. For anybody that's a rum drinker, this is this yeah. is some really good rum. Really, really good rum. It well, had, if you're not a rum drinker. Yeah, so they have gotten... It's pretty in, good still. It is. It's very good. They have gotten in a little uh, trouble. Uh, they've been involved in litigation in Italy over phrases like the spirit of Cuba. Right. So you know it's not made in Cuba. Oh, so, but that's my that's what I found out. I think it's a everybody has to take everything wow. so literally. Literally, I mean it started in Cuba, so it's, it's in the it's spirit. In the spirit, yeah. It's so feeling, so it didn't say it you came got from you, you got to think about that though. If another country makes a whiskey and calls it a bourbon, that's that's fighting words for the U.S. But there's a trademark on bourbon. There's not. <clears throat> I thought there's a trademark on. On calling it bourbon, the United States says the United States says 
it's not a bourbon unless it's made in the United States. Right. Right. But it, it, it doesn't say that it's made in Cuba. It says in the it's spirit of Cuba. So it's in the, the put your thoughts with yeah. Cuba, which is where it started. So. so take that to the spirit of bourbon. I guarantee somebody's going to, if it's made in another country, so somebody's going to. Pound a big swig it out and in the spirit of communism. But at the end of right. but at the end of the day, it's some really good rum. It's yeah, good it's, rum. This is good rum. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Rum. I'm not a big rum guy. I'll uh, get a bottle of now that. I do like we yeah. like there's um Appleton Jamaican. Jamaican rum. Then that's real good. So we we've been to Jamaica and yeah. I had it before then and then I've got some uh Well you know I like I like my harvest rum. Har- that is correct. Oh, yeah. uh, well it's now been changed to harvest run, but but uh, that's the bourbon, bourbon, yeah. aged, bourbon barrel aged uh, rum out of uh, Wilderness Trail. And yep. then um, it's really good. we'll get back to Wilderness Trail in a minute. And then uh, I got a friend from Puerto Rico that brings me some good Puerto Rican rum too. So, but the ba- the thing with rum is it's all sugar based. Whether yep. it's doesn't matter, you know, no corn, no nothing. It's all sugar. I'm no, not, no grains. No grains. Yeah. Not a grain based. So speaking of our friends at Wilderness Trail, Dr. Patrick Heist, big news this week. Hurts, yeah. $420 million. Yeah. I think right. it's all because we did the podcast. I think so, too. I think it's all. We should get a little royalty, so, yeah, royalty so, uh, or something. You, you, you know, I, I don't remember the name of the company that bought uh, 70%. They bought 70%. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, but he, but he, they have the option for the other 30%. Do they? Yeah, in 2030. I was going to uh, say, isn't it? I thought it was an... An automatic it's just giving them time yeah the total deal is 600 million dollars yeah. um we were in the wrong which we, well when this came about though i mean we all and yeah it's great for patrick and, and his partners that you know they they did it i mean they built the room they built the company and sold yeah. it but they're still part of it they're not right it's right. it's a lot like <clears throat> Stephen bean right. and limestone, limestone brand right right exactly. but it, to me it's a little sad though too because they're you're, Steven is not in total control now. Steven's torn. It's pretty cool though. He gets to tour the world now on somebody else's dime. But so, so Campari is the uh, Campari. Yeah, that's who. Uh, the company that bought them. Um, so I just think it's a little sad. So well, what that again? What it does? It brings in a lot of capital. Right. And so that's for expansion. You yep. know, and, right. and so, so, oh yeah, yeah. So to further that, Campari last year bought Wild Turkey. Right. Um, so I was a little shocked at the amount. So what what I heard today is a lot of that amount, it quietly, you don't know it, but a lot of that has to do with what's... Inventory. Inventory. Right. And more so, what they've been sourcing to other companies, and they've kept quiet. Right. And well, other companies, we, we personally know a, a company that's become a, a major player that... Their product, they were honest and told us. Originally, it was sourced by Wild by, uh, Wilderness Trail. Wilderness right. Trail. Well, right. he told us when we were doing the podcast about, he was explaining about what they've been putting in inventory and how many barrels they've been putting away right. and the value right. of those barrels. So, and my mind was sitting there doing yeah. a little math going. So what I heard this today is that it's it's even more than what anybody. Yeah. And that's why the value was so high. Higher than what? Yeah, he led on. Well, if, if I remember right, when, when we were down at Wilderness Trail a couple of years ago, that was one of the things is their outsourcing business p- profile or plan that they had ahead was yeah. to send out. I mean, they, they were yeah. big into that then. So I, yeah. They talked about the genius work of their commist and stuff that when yeah. we were there. So it was um, – so I reached – I thought I'd just re- say hi, you know, gr- you know, congratulations. Never expected to hear back. I heard back from Patrick, and he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I said – 
Are you still going to be able to do a podcast when I want to come back down? Goes, yeah, give me a shout. Yeah, he so, was cool. That was a fun. Yeah, that was that a fun was podcast. Uh, yeah. I think he I still look at his picture and go. When we were down there, didn't he mention that he had been he had over just, to Italy? He had just yeah. been to Italy, and that's yeah. where yeah. So that's that was, where the was Campari, the Campari's from. Right. So that was all in the works. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's pretty that neat was a, stuff. Yeah, that was a fun podcast. That was really interesting. I agree. It was a good time. I listened. I was good. We were missing you though. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you realize when we're on the road that by ten o'clock we're already tasting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've noticed that from the comments. <laughs> so hey, it's it's all in the job. It is. It's yeah. part of. Well, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Well, try, how right? can we how can we interview a whiskey distiller if we haven't tasted their juice? Right. Agree. You know? Agree. Yeah, absolutely. Multiple times. That's when we were over on at, uh, Monk's Road and uh, <laughs> he's grabbing bottles and stuff i don't know if we were supposed to yeah be. we were we were tasting testing stuff and uh and test bottles yeah. test bottles oh, wow. that's not even out yeah we weren't supposed to be tasting it <laughs> it's a good time but man. when the owners are pulling the bottles what do you say say yes that's right fill her up fill it up yeah Let's i'm not go. gonna turn them down no no not at all not at all so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw we're doing a couple episodes tonight so i'm gonna throw a couple things out here okay these are hypothetical Oh, questions and oh, I want some we answers go. we're going to do some in this episode some in next okay great and I got a taste test to do in the next episode but so Ruben you haven't been here for a while so I'm going to start with you put your right in the uh-uh. barrel fish back in the put your shirt on right. <laughs> put my shirt on maybe back in the barrel <laughs> take my pants off so this is oh whoa 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 <laughs> nobody said anything <laughs> no, no, about no. your pants Margie no. your dreams come true tonight <laughs> <laughs> you're in the crack yeah <laughs> But we're, he just said he's, he's taking his pants off. We're, we're way early for yeah. releasing yeah. that cracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go, Rube. It's going to sound crazy at first. Really? Really? <laughs> but I want you to think about this. Okay. If Jurassic Park were real, mm-hmm. would you visit it? Why or why not? Um, I don't – I'm on the fence with that one. Uh, I don't. I think it'd be something to see. It'd be pretty cool. But I'm also against like messing with genetics. I'm just I got a problem with that. Messing but, with Mother Nature. Yeah, and it's you know I'm just, I take the Jeff Goldblum side like that. Like you know you know it finds a way. It also finds a way to eat you. <laughs> you know I think it'd be cool, but I uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe. I don't know. You don't want to be the guy in the outhouse that gets eaten? No. Oh, man, you stole mine. Oh, man. <laughs> you stole mine. That's where I was at. I was like, I ain't going there because I'm not going to be I that mean, guy in the I outhouse. I mean, honestly, you think about that. You're like, well, that was real. Would you go see it? like, uh, I would. Based upon what happened to the people in the movie, probably not. But, <laughs> you know. Dwayne? Oh, I would. I mean, that just, I mean, there's just an opportunity to see stuff when you were a kid you dreamed about. Yeah, I'd be in there in a heartbeat. Though I'm not sure if my wife would go with me, but I take yeah. grandkids. They probably think it was cool. But she, yeah, she's I'd going to New in. York City. She should yeah, surely go to Jurassic really. Park. Yeah, that's, about, that's probably about the same thing. Except that in the, in the Jurassic Park, they're behind cages and the wires. Right. In New York, there's going to be no wires. So, but yeah, I'd be in. I, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think I wouldn't be worried about it. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of in the the opinion that. You know, when your time's time is it, it's your time, and yeah. So I would want to take the adventure of seeing it, seeing experiencing that. Yeah, I, I do. I agree. mean, I'm on the fence. I'm, 
I am on the Jeff Goldblum, and I do agree that find yeah. that nature will find a way to. Yeah. You know, oh, we've we've bred these; they can't. Well, reproduce. you know, yeah, you know, whatever. all that stuff's happening now. Oh, oh I yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're screwing yeah. with it now. Yeah. Which I don't. I. I'm, 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 we were just talking. We were just talking about Patrick Keist. Oh, he, I know. Th- yeah. I mean, he talked about it. I mean, that's what they they're doing, and not with dinosaurs, with, with bourbon, and yeah, yeast. bourbon, yeah. And those with bacteria, bacteria, bacteria. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That, yeah, that was the yeah. real interesting part yeah. of that podcast. But maybe. we got COVID because somebody did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to get flagged. Yeah. Oh, I get flagged. I'm sorry. So I got flagged for a post. I got flagged for the post about the hydrogen cars in Australia. I just got notification two days ago from Facebook. They flagged for what? Post. <laughs> Something's not right about the post. And I'm like, I got 30 days kicked off. It's freaking factual. <laughs> I know. Yeah, wait a minute. That's the next podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but that's a factual con. I, mean, I know. That's a real. I know. And it's in multiple news sources. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it's not the, made up. Yeah. I mean, I told you guys that a while back. Yeah. Toyota's got a car yep. they've developed. It well, shocked me that Kia was the first. So one it's closer to home than that. So our my brother in law works for General Motors. He says I just saw this at the twenty twenty one trade show that they yep. go to. He says oh, it's, it, it's cool stuff. The, um, I get on and totally just said the electric cars is a joke. It's money. It's uh, politics. It's not our future. It's not the fix. It's just the money. Where the money's going right now. So hydrogen and nuclear are the future of power for this country yes, yes. Man. for the world we just went from dinosaurs i know to i said i didn't want to change it but it, it just sorry it pisses so, me off you know i we started that podcast and i said carrick you may get upset speaking of our listener carrick yeah. guess back. what he agreed with us, he agreed with us 100 yeah. and he's all for nuclear and he lives up towards the new Amen. you know where they had nuclear issues he understands just like we do the advances in technology right yeah right and i i i'm nowhere near understanding it but read what little bit of reading i do there's different types of nuclear they develop now that aren't what we grew up with right. you All know right. it isn't the same so anyway we're, we're taking a step back yeah, dinosaurs we jurassic park jeff i'm not going there so i'm I, you know i get Dwayne's point but you know biblically you don't have faint you know i just don't that's i i'm i'm sort of on the fence like you know that. I mean? i'm like oh, no, but see no. i'd go skydiving too that's tempting fate nope, god I, chose I to get rid that. of them i mean i'm that's, not doing that i'd do that right we, we I mean, do that as a they podcast. were chosen to be done away with you right? can do that as a podcast yeah. there's no way i'm jumping out of a perfectly good airplane nope, ever god darn uh, no, I'm, I'm good too friends. fat to jump out of an so airplane. we've got well you'll bounce if you hit it's not it's the sudden impact i'm worried about so we interviewed bill smith remember bill smith from metamore yeah. Owns, okay. On his 50th birthday, you know what he did for a birthday? He jumped out of an airplane, parachuted. You know what he ended up with? Two broken legs. Plates in both of his legs. <laughs> There's just there no way. Go. No. There's no way unless I've got to that I'm jumping out of a perfectly good that airplane. That just always seemed like yeah. a... I can't do that, and I'm not doing hot air balloon either. Oh, I've done no, that. No, me neither, man. It. That scares me. Oh, I've done hot air nope. balloon. You're going up so slow and coming down so slow. Nope. Yeah, I know some people like yeah came down so slow they ended up with broken ribs and in the hospital. That's yeah. how slow they came down. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm the same way. No, thank you. I guess I'm a little. All bit right. More Next question. All Next right. Question. Let's do another one here. Let's see. Okay, Alan, you didn't answer. Yeah, you didn't answer. Um, as much as I would like to to go see that, I'm kind of with Jeff, uh, and and maybe you. I just there's some things that aren't. Right. made to okay. mess with you but know. it's met it's been messed with though 
So it's already here. You but ain't it, stopping it. It should not have been. Yeah, but it's here, so I'm going to go see it. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you photos. That's <laughs> why he gets eaten by the Velociraptor. Yeah, the yeah. photo right before. Southeastern Indiana, man, gets eaten by that. That's what happened. <laughs> photos to come. Heisen dealer could not keep up with it. All right, this one I'm going to start with Dwayne. Okay, here we go. Would you rather be bald? Or have a huge mullet for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, I got a better shot at the mullet, so <laughs> I'm going with the mullet. Party business in the front, party in the back. Did you ever have a mullet? No, not a, not a real. I mean, there was times when I got yelled at that my hair was too long and I'd let it grow as long as I could yeah. in the back, but not mullet style. No, I never cut it short in the front. And so I'm guessing there's three back. guys here that's going to answer different than you. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Do I? I, uh, I ain't Jeff? never. I ain't never had a mullet. Never will. <laughs> no, thank you. Rube. Uh, I think I might have had a small mullet in the past. Yeah, you did. I but, mean, I, I think yeah. I got pictures. You probably do. I think I got pictures. But what I would really be interested in is one of the half bald, full mullet. A half bald. <laughs> so, if I could get the half bald, that's full usually mullet look, you can find some serial killers. That's right. pretty much how they look. <laughs> right. You know, get the full Jeffrey Dahmer look. Yeah. I mean, that'd be that it. You know, if I was gonna do it, that'd be it. I mean, a half bald, full mullet. I mean, that's that's definitely that's it. where it's at. I told Dodie I wanted to grow one now. Just oh, you it. should because I my do. fast as my hair grows, it wouldn't be. I'd love like a couple see. months like it have. I mean, for the listeners out there, Dwayne has like the world's perfect hair. I mean, it, it almost looks like a helmet. He picks it up, puts it on every day. So, so as a former mullet wearer myself yeah i got pictures of you yeah i have no problem with the mullet nope no okay i have no problem bald i either one works it's like the best of both worlds one yeah. of be half bald and mullet too <laughs> well you get sunburns <laughs> right. when you're bald <laughs> of course they say that and i'm not bald right? yeah <laughs> all right one last one for this podcast if you always and jeff we'll start with you oh if you had to always, <laughs> didn't like that. <laughs> no, if you always had to be in nighttime or daytime, always, which would you choose and why? If it always had to be nighttime or daytime, oh, daytime. That's easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I work th- third shift long enough. I know I don't like that nighttime stuff. So that's easy. Rube? Oh, God. You're scared of the dark, Margie told us, so we know that. Well, here's the thing. If, here's, if I <laughs> Benjamin. Live, Benjamin. If I have to live in a retail world, I'm going to say dark. <laughs> but for a normal world, I'd say light. Um, I, I don't know. I'm an I'm a early early to bed, early, early to rise. I mean, I'm a daytime person. Yeah. I, I mean, I like third shift, too, because I felt like I had more time to do things when I was off. But yeah, but it's dark. It's not no matter what time to do. It's just dark. It's just dark 24-7. Yeah, no, I don't want dark. I want some light. Yeah. Yeah. I'm light. I'm light as well. There's yeah. no way. I don't know why you would want dark 24-7. Some it's very depressing. Too. I mean, they, they go yeah. through that for that long period of time up in the northern slopes, and it's depressing. It's uh, The highest rate of suicide is during dark times. And Well, know. that's why in Alaska, you know, yep. you have... 24 hours. There's times, right. d- depending on what part of Alaska, it's dark the whole dang day. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy. It's a high level of alcoholism, high level of suicide. It's we don't need any more dark to cause any more problems with that. We have enough psychos yeah. in the daytime, right? <laughs> Poor people. Oh, goodness. 
Well, it's good to have Ruben back here. Back Absolutely. Here. Thank you. It's good to good be time. back. So we've had a good time. Anything else, guys? I'm going to finish my uh, little swig of I need a refill. Here. So It's time for some refills. That's right. Good deal. For Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Monte. And Ruben Hunt. Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> and our friends at Table 12. A little light crowd over there tonight. The light crowd, light crowd. But they're we'll, rowdy. They're rowdy, especially when they hit this cracking. Crackin'. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.